Hello, friends, and thanks for subscribing to the Defining Marriage podcast. Each week we talk about what's going on with marriage and our weird lives and stuff, and and, and not every week, I guess, because we missed one. We did. We were very naughty. (laughs) Yes. We were the naughty nurse. Are we both nurses, or are we just one nurse together? I am the convalescent man. Oh, I see. And I stick a thermometer in you? are the naughty nurse. Oh, I like where this is going. Hello, nurse. That's what I say every morning when I look in the mirror. Yes, this is a little game we play Mm. where you have to give me my medication, but not orally, and then I have to say, no, I don't want it. I give it to you up the nose with the rubber hose. Oh, get it out of there, lady. (laughs) Oh, man, what I wouldn't give for a big cup of beef. That's that's the homeopathic remedy that we like. I like beef a, cups. I like the pureed beef. Okay, that's kind of gross. Wait, that's just hamburger meat. Yes, I want raw <laughs> hamburger meat administered okay. hourly. Okay. Oh yeah. Cooked or? Oh no no no! Treat me like a chicken cordon thing. Just stuff every hole with beef. Do you want me to make you, like, chicken rolled up with hamburger beef? I want you to roll me in beef. You, uh, oh, you want to be rolled up. You roll want to be like a little beef. snail shell. Oh, yes, please. They'll call me uh, Escargo. Uh, that's my name, S period Cargo. Uh-huh. That's, oh, because you like snails. You called me a snail. Uh, yeah, yeah, because you're like, shaped like a snail oh, shell. That's hard to say. Cochlear. Now, now, is that now? Is it not so? Oh, it's you. Is it's, it, not it was so? James the whole time. Yeah, I did, what? Oh, fooled you. Uh, is it not so that cock was a term that could be used for both male and female genitalia many years ago, and that one of the reasons it, it is speculated that it may have been used for female genitalia is because it resembled a snail? I think that's not implausible. You told me this. Good for me. I knew a thing. You told me this, this like must a week have been ago. Years ago. No, this or maybe years. a couple days ago. Years. Uh, no, I definitely told you that cock could be a slang for men and women's private parts. Yes. I guess the snail thing, I don't remember that. Or, or maybe it was more like a conch shell. It had something to do with a shell. Yeah. The shell oh, of the mollusk yeah, yeah, yeah. encloses the feminine mystery. Yeah, actually, I think it was clam. And well, I don't know how clam got us to cock, but a oh, cockle. Cockles and whelk. Yes. When I was in England, I was in a pub once having a steak and ale pie, and a man in a striped paper outfit came around going, Cockles, cockles and whelk. Cockles and whelk. And he talked about how he and his wife lived by the sea, and they gathered cockles and whelk, but she's dead now. You sure this wasn't in a novel? No, it was for really real. Um, I ate the cockles and whelk, and it was oh, vile. God. I can't it imagine was... you eating that. Oh, my God. So it tasted... You must was have been like... so unhappy. It was just boogers and seawater. Yeah. It was, it was salt water and sand and some boogers. You poor thing. You don't like seafood under the best of conditions. That's no. not true. Sometimes you do. Sometimes you'll you'll have a, a salmon. Also, this was not the seaside. Oh no, <laughs> no. This was uh, Sherwood Forest, and I'm and I'm not saying that as a joke. Ha ha. This was Nottingham, and uh, so there was no ocean nearby for those cockles and whelk to have come from. Were you dressed like Robin Hood with no pants? Uh, always, mm. always just a, a polo shirt and no pants. Perfect. Perfect. And a little hat and a little hat. Uh, and, and little booty slippers. We had, we had little slippers, Robin Hood. I had a bear with me at all times. <laughs> Good for Wolf. you. The pub uh, was haunted. Good, yeah. And uh, By he, this man? Was this the ghost? No, no. Though perhaps his wife was, was one of the specters. Oh. But you could... Uh, you were supposed to ask, but I don't know if you had to. You could go down into the limestone caves uh, under... 
the pub because Nottingham has a honeycomb of limestone caves oh, beneath it me like where smugglers used to hide out. Um, and uh, so down there, they have some porcelain dolls. And apparently, if you go at just the right time, the dolls, I don't know, they say, can I have a cigarette? <laughs> I don't know what they do, but the dolls are supposed to do they something creepy. They've done some creepy. hard living. Yeah, the, the dolls are supposed to do something creepy. So there, it's Angela Lansbury's British cabaret cousin. Do you remember that episode? She goes to... So Angela Lansbury uh-huh. has an identical cousin. She's, doesn't she have more than one? Oh, she's got a billion cousins. I think she only has this one that is identical to her that is okay. also played by Angela Lansbury. That so, was the only amazing dual role? I think so. Okay. On Murder, she wrote, obviously. Right. And she goes to England, and her cousin is like a burlesque dancer. This is the 1970s. It's not like a flashback to vaudeville days. But mm-hmm. her cousin's like, uh, you know, a, a 60-year-old burlesque dancer. Sure. And so there's Angela Lansbury in some naughty outfits, and uh-huh. she's got quite the cockney accent. Oh, cock again. Uh, I, well, I've seen her do that uh, that that silky moves, or whatever that video was called. Oh, yes, yes. Treat Positive yourself. Positive moves. Yeah. yeah. The, uh, rub yourself. Rub your cockle in the bathtub was it, it was it was it was not with an ice cube i'm, I'm imagining that it wasn't rub just, yourself with an ice cube just a close-up on lansbury nipple she's got to get erect dissolving oh my, my Matthew, you've just made it filthy well uh, a flaccid nipple on a lansbury is fine that is a pg-13 rating mm-hmm. an erect nipple on a lansbury takes it to a whole other yeah. zone oh angela oh angie that's what they call her they call it down by the docks but you know we did miss an episode last yeah. week uh very naughty that's what brought us to the mm. cockles and whelk was the mm. naughtiness but somebody noticed isn't mm-hmm. that nice i never thought anyone would notice uh this show not episode, happening but i got i got a, a little nudge from mike listener mike who uh wanted to know if there was gonna be an episode last mike week still lives yes it's good to know that he does yeah he still lives to listen and sure. sorry, we, sorry we missed last week. Uh, we've been kind of swamped with some projects and things. But uh, the upside is that uh, thanks to some of my recent YouTube videos, I'm about to hit 10,000. In fact, by the time you hear this, I'll probably have hit 10,000 YouTube subscribers. Wow. <laughs> So what are you doing for your 10,000th uh, video? I'm doing an Ask Me Anything. And it's not your 10,000th video. Yeah, n- No, but let's say, sure, why not? Sure. Uh, I, I mean, I've made a lot of videos in my life. It could mm-hmm. be my 10,000. You could you be. You don't know. Let's say. Um, so yeah, when I hit 10,000, um, there's going to be a banner will drop from the ceiling and some confetti will fall on me mm-hmm. and I'll get a, a, a bunt cake. From who? I'm not going to bunt anything. From the manager. Oh, which manager? He'll, he'll come out. The the manager, uh, I don't know, just the manager. Oh. And he'll have a bunt cake for me, and it'll be frosted and glazed and covered in cherries. Okay. That's what I expect. But did I hear you say that you were doing an Ask Me Anything? Oh, yes. So I- I'm sure I'll still be accepting, by the time this, uh, this podcast goes up, I'm sure I'll still be accepting questions for an... Pardon me. Oh, I didn't turn my phone off. You never do. <laughs> Jesus. You never do. That's one of the signs that a marriage is going to fail when you say things like you never blank. Uh-huh. Well, we don't have a marriage, so we have nothing to worry about. Fair enough. See, uh, and that's one of the reasons not to have one. Exactly, exactly. You can just walk on out of here at any time. I can walk on your face with high-heeled shoes. Oh, man, if only. It. I wish you would. I doubt I'd survive. Ooh, a little Christy McCall deep mm, cut. Anyway, that asked me anything. So, yeah, uh, you can send me a little tweet, send me a little Facebook, send me a, a carrier pigeon or some smoke signals, and I'll answer your questions, perhaps, if I feel like it. Uh, you can <laughs> tweet at me, at Matt Baume, M-A-T-T-B-A-U-M-E, on the Twitters. Yes, do that. 
I'm Ask already him anything. I'm already getting some some questions about my beard. Yes. Anyway, so what's been going on with the gay marriages? Well, you might have seen that I put up some videos about Donald Trump and Mike Pence recently, and they've had uh, well, Mike Pence in particular has had a little bit of a interaction with marriage equality. Has he recently? Not too recently. Oh, yes. But, but what is it, what is his backstory with the marriage equality? Oh, well, so, I mean, his backstory, backstory is that he was, he's a born-again Christian. Uh, so uh, he's fallen in with a fairly anti-gay crowd. And so, mm-hmm. you know, any opportunity he has, uh, he supported the Defense of Marriage Act. Uh, he wanted to uh, prevent uh, marriage equality in Indiana, uh, signed, uh, I think I think he was the one that signed. But at, at any rate, he, he wanted to preserve the, the law in Indiana that prevents marriage equality there. He opposes hate crime uh, protection. He uh, signed, oh, and of course, the Religious Freedom Protection Act. That was the big deal. That was yes, that the, got a lot of uh, yeah. corporations boycotting Indiana. Mm-hmm. Basically, it was a turn away the gays bill. Uh, cost the state, some say uh, $60 million. Uh, some estimates have it at $250 million from uh, companies boycotting states. So, good job. Good job. Eventually, he had to repeal most of the provisions of that bill. So, um, yeah, I hope it was worth it. And that was rather costly, right? Yeah. So, between $60 million and, and $250 so for Oh, it's quite a range. Yeah. Oh, wait, wait. wait. What, how do we get from 60 to 250 Well, because it depends on how broadly you want to interpret the the cost so okay. you know a company like if a company actually pulls out of something mm-hmm. versus they say they're going to pull out of something and they haven't had an opportunity to yet they're just like oh next time we can do something we won't uh oh okay yeah so you know somewhere somewhere in the dozens of millions cloud is mm-hmm. is what it's cost them and i know it's not your wheelhouse but he is uh he's a friend of the fetus yeah yeah he's big on fetus funerals yeah yep. uh if you have an abortion or i think a miscarriage then yep. you have to pay for the funeral so mm-hmm. that's very kind also and- couldn't women go to jail if their miscarriage was fishy oh yeah i think that was indiana i believe that was indiana it sounds yeah. like texas but maybe I think, well, I think I there think are a bunch of those going yeah, around, yeah. but I think w- Indiana had a version of that. Mm. You know, I think a lot of those laws have been challenged and have cost the state uh, as well. Great job. Great job. Oh, he also wanted to, uh, you probably heard about this, defund HIV programs, to fund ex-gay programs. Mm-hmm. And then the crazy thing that nobody's talking about is, you know, all these Republicans are saying like, oh, you can trust us gays. We'll protect the gays because we're the party that's going to stand up to Islam. And Islam's the religion that wants to kill you all. Mm-hmm. So we'll protect you from all those Muslims. Right. But my Mike Pence had a chance to put his money where his mouth was. Uh, a couple of years ago, the State Department said, we're going to start encouraging foreign governments to stop uh, executing or jailing or harassing LGBTs. We're going to encourage foreign governments to decriminalize homosexuality. Mm-hmm. And Mike Pence was so opposed to that, not only did he did he speak out against it, but he introduced an amendment to an appropriations bill that would have taken uh, that out of the uh, out of the, the defense, uh, basically the, the legislation that would have funded the State Department. He wanted to put it up to a vote and he said i've introduced this amendment to take this this plan out of of your appropriations bill mm-hmm. uh his amendment failed so it's it's in there but uh gee whiz i mean he's actively trying to give cover to foreign regimes that criminalize homosexuality so yeah yeah we can really trust this guy to have our best interests at heart well it doesn't sound like he puts his money where his mouth is he puts the state's money yeah where yeah, his yeah. mouth is and then uh blows it uh <laughs> on crazy schemes yeah 
And yeah, I mean, so this, the countries that criminalize homosexuality, some of those uh, have penalties up to and including the death penalty, right? Exactly. Yeah. A bunch of countries in the Middle East and Africa that uh, are pretty harsh. And, you know, there's also a lot of countries that uh, have unofficial stuff. Like it's culturally, you know, you know, like in uh, certain countries, if you are out and gay, then there's a pretty good chance that, uh, you know, you'll be murdered in the night. Mm hmm. So it's just appalling and that he wanted to essentially give a pass to those countries. And now he's running on behalf of a, a party that says, oh, we're going to we're going to stand up to those Muslim countries. Mm, no, no, no. The party doesn't say that. That's what I mean. Trump has said that in speeches. But the RNC platform, the platform certainly means, says something yeah. quite different. Uh, well, the platform is like just explicitly uh, anti-gay in so yeah. many ways. I mean, they want to protect ex-gay abuse. Uh, they're opposed to marriage equality, of course. And uh, I, well, I mean, marriage equality has happened. What, yeah. They're not so much opposed to marriage equality as in favor of trying to repeal it. Mm hmm. And, you know, Trump has said he would put uh, justices on the court who would be open to repealing it or mm -hmm. who just would repeal it. Yeah. And then when they, the platform committee was debating all this stuff, this one sad, lonely lesbian in the in the committee was like, I'd like to uh, introduce some language to uh, recognize LGBTs as the victims of terror attacks. And they wouldn't even put that in. They, they mm -hmm. took that out. So, oh, but isn't that the thing that they say, uh, or, or at least in, in speeches, the reason they've given for why gays should support the Republicans this year is because they'll protect them from ter terrorists, right? Yeah, and I mean they wouldn't. But they even... wouldn't put that in the platform. Exactly. They'd only put the things that say no hate crime protections, reparative therapy, repeal marriage equality. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And they're like, we we don't want to single out one particular group because we're all victims of terror attacks. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Uh, boy. I mean, true, but uh, what a treat. I mean, it is tantamount to Wait, all they, lives matter. Well, no, it, Sure, but uh, but to say they don't want to single out any group, they are certainly comfortable singling out a particular <laughs> group when it is to strip them of rights and, and freedoms. I know, it's such a weird cognitive dissonance. It's like how they say, oh, we're not opposed to gay marriage, we're just in favor of traditional marriage. Sure. Well, gee whiz, it looks like you're both. Well, I mean, it's like saying... Oh, it's not that we dislike people who aren't white. We just really like people mm -hmm. who are white. Yeah, we just really want to protect white heritage. What's wrong with that? Yeah, we're just for traditional Americans. Mm -hmm. Real Americans. Blah. Well, uh, so speaking of uh, national uh, concerns, uh -huh. uh, we're going back to my favorite country. Oh. Bermuda. Oh, Bermuda, yes. Woof. Uh, so Bermuda last week uh, had a... Uh, opportunity to ban gay marriage, mm -hmm. uh, and they rejected that. Okay. So that's nice. They rejected it in the Senate, six to five. Okay. It's, I guess not a very big Senate. Sure. Um, it was a marriage equality ban that was sponsored by a man named Wayne Ferbert. Oh. Okay. Which I mentioned just because it's a funny name. It sounds a little bit like an 80s cartoon character, like Foofer or something. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wayne Ferbert. Kissy Fur. So Wayne Ferbert says you haven't seen the last of him. Uh, Did he really say that? I, no, that's oh. not a quote. But he says that he's going to keep working on, on banning marriage. Meanwhile, you remember that Toronto couple that wanted to get married? If you say so. Yeah, so there's this couple uh, that live in Toronto. One of them is from Bermuda, okay. or Bermuda, mm -hmm. and uh, he, they are suing to be recognized, uh, to be married in Bermuda, the mm -hmm. country of one of their men's origins. Uh, their name are Winston Godwin and Greg DeRoche, and so they're going to be going to Bermuda this week to uh, participate in some legal 
proceedings, and so we'll we'll keep an eye on that and see what happens. Well, wait, what legal proceedings? Because they Lawsuit. did not. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. So, so there are two things not happening. Marriage. Well, it's complicated. Okay. Well, so, let's separate out the two things because yeah. I'm not sure what you're talking about. Yeah. So there was a attempt to put a statutory ban on gay marriage on the books to okay. create a law that says gay marriage is banned. Okay, and that failed. That failed mm-hmm. uh, for now. Meanwhile, this couple says that marriage should be legal in the same way that it was in the United States because the Constitution protects us. Okay. And so they're making a constitutional claim, and they've got this lawsuit that's pending, 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 going through the courts. Okay, so they are plaintiffs yeah. taking action against uh, the government in Bermuda to try to get a marriage for themselves there. That is correct. Okay. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, they uh, may hopefully, hopefully we'll have some news in the next week or so. And then we can all flock to Bermuda, woof, and get married. Sure. Uh, meanwhile, in Mexico, mm-hmm. there have been some some news in the apparitions department. Apparitions? Apparitions, okay. yeah. Perhaps it's one of the ghosts from your from your pub is yeah, on holiday possibly, in possibly. Mexico. Is so, a porcelain doll show up there? Maybe, maybe. Uh, her name is Sister Lucia dos Santos. The doll? Um, no, oh. the, the ghost. Uh-huh. Uh, oh, she's not, she's, I'm sorry. She's not the ghost. Okay. She is a not little... Yet. <laughs> yeah, well... Yeah, it, someday. Well, she's not the ghost. She is a ghost. Ah, yeah. all right. So, she witnessed an apparition, a Marian apparition at Fatima in 1917. Oh, yeah. Now, bear with me here. I know, I know exactly what you're talking about. Go on. Yeah, really? Do you? You're familiar with those? Oh, God. Yeah. Go <laughs> okay. on. Go on. This little girl is said to have seen uh, an apparition uh-huh. in, uh, 100 years ago. There's this big to-do about it. Uh she saw an angel uh, that she and some other little girls saw an angel that they say told them to pray every day for world peace. Mm-hmm. There are lots of rumors about, oh, the angel said this, the angel said this. Big crowd spread, or big crowd gathered, mm-hmm. and um, over the course of a few days, people were saying, oh, I've seen, I've seen magical things too, because they were encouraged to stare at the sun, right. and so they would see all kinds of they things, would see visions, yeah, yeah of yeah. their uh, retinas going out. Yes. Mm-hmm. So uh, apparently, an angel shared some top secret information with Sister Lucia dos Santos. And uh, recently... Like the X-Files? Like, what kind of information are we talking about? It's a secret. Oh, okay. And, I mean, it's been held for, like, decades uh-huh. uh, by the Catholic Church, and they won't reveal what it is. Okay. Uh, they revealed... They, finally, they revealed something about it, like, a couple years ago, and people were like, but that's not the real secret. <laughs> the real... Is, yeah. it, is it the Coca-Cola recipe? Yeah. No, it's something like believe in yourself, or... I don't know. <laughs> you know, be, be yourself. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. It's some, like... It, it's, not, it's not a very exciting secret. But... Apparently, according to a net newsletter uh-huh. called Desde la Fe, okay. uh, which means from the faith, uh-huh. this little girl revealed to someone right before she died, which was she died a couple years ago. Okay. She revealed to someone. So she is a ghost. She's a ghost. Okay. Uh, quote, the final battle between the Lord and the kingdom of Satan will be about marriage in the family, which okay. is very convenient. convenient. Yeah. Yes. That at this moment that this is the thing that they're dealing with. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was the thing that the angel said to, to watch out for. Well, so wait, in this game of angelic telephone, who told who, who told who? Who, who like how are, how are we getting this information now so there was a magic angel oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, who told this little girl who in 1917 told... and she told uh, some uh, religious figure whose name I don't have who's still alive who's still alive and he said okay. in this newsletter mm-hmm. that the final battle between Lord and Satan will be about marriage and family and so uh, it's quite a coincidence because Mexico is, is having a bit of a battle a tussle over marriage right now yeah it's all a load of shit um, sure so uh, I imagine 
some people think that carries some amount of weight, I guess. Yes. Oh, oh, we were warned about this so long ago. Here, It's all coming true, the final battle between the Lord and Satan mm-hmm. about whether gay couples can get married. Yeah, I mean, that that seems like the battleground that the, the fate <laughs> of the world would hinge, would hinge on. on. <laughs> well, you say that, but did you see what Ben Carson said the other day? I don't see what Ben Carson says ever. Uh, he might have been sleep-talking, but sure. what he was on the news, uh-huh. and what he said, basically the same thing. He was like, if you look at what uh, you know what what uh, Jesus cares about, and you look at what mm-hmm. the Lucifer, the agent of Satan, cares about. Wait, wait, uh, let me let me stop you there because let me let me guess what it is going to be. Mm-hmm. Jesus cares about how we treat the least of our people, as you do to the least of my people, so you do unto me. So when they are hungry, you give them food. When they are thirsty, you give them drink. When they are naked, you, you give them clothes. When they are imprisoned, you visit them and give them comfort. Uh, when they are sick, you give them medicine. When they have no home, you give them shelter. Um, these are the things Jesus is most concerned with, right? That, And, of course, what Jesus said was the number one commandment, to love God with all your heart and to love your neighbor as yourself. Well, that sounds like some real Bernie Sanders nonsense. It does, but I'm gonna. I'm just gonna go out on a limb and, and assume that what Ben Carson said before we get, before we get there is that uh, that those are the things Jesus is most concerned with, and the things that uh, we ought to be most concerned with. No, he said that gay couples getting married is evil. Oh, okay. I mean, even even if it was, that seems like it would be a sexual sin and one that Jesus has something of a track record of <laughs> forgiving. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I remember now, he does say, some... go and do not sin again. I know for the people who uh, nobody listening to this is going to offer any kind of counter argument. But the one that's commonly offered for when he forgives the prostitute is he tells her not to do it again. You keep humping butts. Knock it off is basically uh, Jesus' slogan. Kind of. But it wasn't like, you know, you need to be put to death or the the whole of society hinges on what you do with your vagina. Mm-hmm. Um, if you keep humping, the, the world's going to collapse. Uh, it was basically just, ah, that's not so good. Don't do that. That seems like a good policy. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I've had to read the New Testament a time or two. Uh, I don't think gay marriage is in there. No, really? Yeah, Nowhere? I don't think it's in there. But how do people know how to plan their weddings? I thought the I thought the Bible was a, a, a party planning book. Oh, uh, well, what you do is you turn your wife into salt, no. and then you rub a margarita glass on her. Ooh, delicious! That's now that's what they ought to be doing in Bermuda. That sounds like a, a fabulous resort. There's a woman, just a woman standing in the middle of the pool area, and you, covered in salt. Covered in salt, and you mm-hmm. just rub your cup on her, and she go, she, she says, giggles. Coochie, coochie. Oh no, it's, it's a Pillsbury Doughboy. Oh, okay, even better. <laughs> we, we had different visions. Yes. It's it's the Pillsbury Dough Charo. Yes. Oh yeah, she plays the flamenco and makes you some hot cross buns. Sure, that actually sounds pretty great. And she's covered in salt. I'll tell you who else mm-hmm. doesn't like gay marriage on religious grounds. Who? David W. Parsons. Uh, okay. He is a religious figure, uh-huh. but he is not a parson. Uh, uh, he's a sure. bishop. He's Bishop Parsons. Ah, uh, well, he's a double whammy. Yes, no whammies. That's my policy. If he can tap dance, he's a triple threat. <laughs> sure. We don't know that he can't. Anyway, he lives in an igloo. Oh. Um, so he is the... Uh, Wait, the Ben Carson thing, before we move on. Uh, sure. That's all? He just said gay marriage is naughty? Yeah, yeah. yeah oh, okay. Yeah. Well, who cares? Okay. <laughs> that's a good, good I mean, counter-argument. There you go. Zing. Who's paying attention to Ben Carson these I days? I don't know. He's still doing surrogate stuff for, for Donald Trump. Evangelicals seem to like him, so there's they're the ones who are listening. Okay. You know, the same ones who are talking amongst themselves. I mean, if Bar- Ben Carson wasn't saying it they'd be just saying it to themselves so 
Good job. So, uh, Bishop David W. Parsons, mm-hmm. uh, he is the uh, Anglican bishop for Antarctica. No, I'm sorry, for the Arctic. Oh, I was going to say. Yes. Uh, he must have quite a flock of, of penguins. penguins. Yeah. <laughs> no, for the Arctic. Uh-huh. He uh, is annoyed that the Anglican Church uh, has voted to allow gay marriage mm-hmm. uh, in Canada, as has the U.S. Episcopalian Church. Now, why is it that they're called Anglican someplace and Episcopalian someplace else? It has to do with the Church of England. I'm not fully clear on it myself. Okay. Um the Anglican Church is the Church of England Everywhere outside else? of England, I think. I may be wrong about this. And Episcopalian is essentially the same thing, but I don't think it's affiliated with the Archbishop of Canterbury, who's essentially a kind of like Pope Light of the Church of England. And if you are Anglican or Episcopalian, I'm sorry, I probably got that wrong. Well, that sounds like some Dungeons and Dragons nonsense. Sure. Which, if you are Anglican, I'm sorry that I just described it that way. If James didn't offend you, then I'm sure I did. Uh, So anyway, David uh, W. Parsons has a church that's shaped like a giant igloo, and he is annoyed. It really is. I mean, there's no (laughs) mistaking what it is supposed to be. Okay. It's just really explicitly igloo-shaped. Okay. Uh, I'm into it. I mean... Yeah. It sounds it, that it, sounds fun. Yeah, can you imagine like going in there and there's a bunch of polar bears inside? Because you know that's who lives in that's who lives in igloos. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's, he's not he does not have a a huge uh, congregation. Mm-hmm. Uh, in he's the, got a huge cock in the Arctic. Oh, yeah, a huge cockle. Mm-hmm. And oh, it's the Episcopalians. Uh, he cuts it, one of those big ice fishing holes in the bottom of the igloo and he just fucks it. Oh God. Oh yeah. He comes out and there's a clam on the end of his penis. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep, and then that's what he sends to your paper suit man in England, and he sells you uh, cockles, cockles and whale. Yeah. authentically fucked by the Bishop of the Arctic. Absolutely, that comes at a premium. Bishop Parsons from the igloo. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else is happening internationally? Well, wait, wait, wait. Yeah, <laughs> what was the story with him other than he's in an igloo? He's annoyed about gay marriage. Oh, he's annoyed about the Anglican Church in in Canada voting to allow gay marriage. Well, and who he's... cares? Wait, what's the what's the story there? <laughs> uh, he says that. Uh, he's going to stand against it okay um so we're well, setting let's, up let's hope he, there isn't a heat wave he'll, he, he <laughs> he'll fall be standing in. for long uh yeah there's a big schism being set up between all the uh, anglicans and episcopalians because a lot of uh, a lot of people in the western countries are like yeah gay marriage and a lot of people in african countries are like no sure uh that's going to be a bit of a problem uh, anglicans in, in uh, england uh basically said to the u.s episcopalians you have three years to uh not be doing gay marriage anymore and at the end of three years, it's possible that they're going to have to decide whether to cut off American Episcopalians. And so something like that could happen to Canada as well. Okay. So I guess I was wrong, because if Episcopalians are listening to England, then I guess they are still associated with Church of England. There is there is some, like, umbrella that covers everybody. And it's the worldwide, oh, it's the worldwide communion, I think, is what it's called. Okay. Yeah, I don't know how it works. Let's talk about Panty Bliss. Please. So Panty Bliss is a drag queen in Ireland, mm-hmm. um, and she's from... This is, like, such a delightfully Ireland thing, like, where she's from. Ballinrobe in County Mayo. Oh. I'm not going to attempt to say those with an Irish accent, but... Why not? What what lovely... What a lovely location. Ballinrobe in County Mayo. Mm. Anyway. Let's spread the mayo. <laughs> so Panty Bliss uh, is a fabulous drag queen. There's a new documentary coming out about her. Mm-hmm. She was accidentally somewhat instrumental in getting uh, marriage equality in Ireland. How so? So there 
there was this uh, incident where she was on the news and she called out a bunch of public officials as homophobes mm-hmm. uh, for standing in the way of marriage equality. And they were really offended by that and they sued her. Oh. Uh, they sued the news station, which caved and took the video down. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they sued her for, uh, I think it was defamation. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it would be defamation or libel. Which would it be? Um, I oh, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure it was defamation. Okay. I'm not you gonna... have to be much more careful about that in Europe. Yeah. Yes, yes. Uh, so it was an incident that became known as Pantygate. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's known, Wonderful. by the way, as, as Panty Bliss because she was a drag queen in uh, Japan. Mm-hmm. And this was a name that was easy for patrons to say. They called her Panty. And okay. then she added the Bliss later. Got it, got yeah. it. It was her and another drag queen, and they were called Candy Panty. Uh, anyway, so uh, she's got a new documentary coming out called The Queen of Ireland. Mm-hmm. That's about Pantygate. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then her, because she had kind of been attacked, uh, she was like, no, fuck you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to become an activist. And so she was really uh, instrumental in pushing legislators and getting voters out and, and making uh, the referendum happen. So Ireland was the first country to legalize marriage equality through a referendum. Hmm. And, what what uh, year was that? Oh, it was fairly recently. I, th- I want to say it was 2014, maybe? Mm. Okay. 2013 or 14? Um, How many countries have done so since? That's a good question. Very few. I'm trying to think if, if there have been any others. I think France might have... Mm. Um, but very few. And now Northern Ireland, we're still waiting on Northern Ireland. Northern Ireland is, of course, part of the UK. Mm-hmm. Why? I thought the UK had marriage equality. All but Northern Ireland. Interesting. Uh, now, as of this week, actually, uh, the Isle of Man uh, mm-hmm. gets marriage equality this week. Okay. So I, I guess, again, this is the thing. I don't understand how it works. I thought it was sort of like a federal law that, you know, in the, in the same way that a federal law affects all the states, I thought that the marriage equality thing in the UK affected all of the UK, but evidently not. No, the, apparently there are a lot of laws that are federal in that this is a law for Ireland, and this is a law for sure. Wales, and this is a law for England. But there are fewer laws that affect the entire McGillicuddy. United Kingdom. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and so that's why Northern Ireland, we're still waiting, even though polling shows 70% of Northern Irelanders support marriage equality. Really? Yeah. Okay. It's it's pretty strong, which is surprising. It's a pretty religious country. Not Northern Ireland. Not Northern Ireland? No. Oh, okay. I thought it was... Uh, didn't, don't they have a lot of agitation about... Uh, well, there is. there has been a lot of religious strife in Northern Ireland. Oh, but they're not as devout as, as other countries might be? Well, Northern Ireland being the part that's part of the UK is, you know, more Church of England or Anglican. And recently, Anglican has been more open to marriage equality than Catholicism. Okay, which, that makes sense. you know, dominates more of, of Ireland, Ireland. Okay. Well, so that's the situation in the kingdom. Uh, let's uh, circle out to the colonies now. Oh. Uh, Australia, mm-hmm. where Bill Shorten is playing funny buggers. Oh, how nice. Yes. Good for him. Uh, so we'll talk about this briefly because uh, I'm so sick of plebiscites. Mm-hmm. But uh, support for the plebiscite is now down below 50%. Okay. Uh, 25 Among who? Among voters. So there's oh, a big survey okay. that was just done. Do you want to do the plebiscite? Uh, it's just under 50%. So it was like a pre-plebiscite, because the plebiscite's basically an opinion poll. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. So they and, did an opinion poll on whether or not they want an opinion poll. Oh, it, it gets better. Okay. Uh, so that number goes down to 25% when people are told that the plebiscite is going to be crazy expensive and also non-binding. Okay. I, I mean, under what circumstances does marriage equality not come to Australia? 
Because it sounds like what we're talking about here is just how delayed it's going to be. It's very difficult to imagine it not happening. Okay. It's just difficult to see the path right now because everyone's like, eh, not right now, not right now, not right now. Mm-hmm. So Tim Wilson, who's a, a member of parliament, he's openly gay, uh, says that probably... Is he cute? Uh, he's all right. He's all not right. bad. Probably as soon as it's going to happen is next year, mm-hmm. uh, he says, or it might take longer because uh, Bill Shorten mm-hmm. is, this is a quote, playing funny buggers i would love to play funny buggers with uh shorten and bread yeah i don't know what that could mean mm-hmm. but uh so shorten said that the marriage bill would be his first priority mm-hmm. in parliament so we've got this debate and i can't figure out what's going to happen and who who's in favor of what maybe you can help me puzzle this out okay because bill shorten says let's do the marriage bill okay tim wilson who's gay says a plebiscite could happen next year Okay. But might be longer because of what Bill Shorten's doing. But it seems like what Bill Shorten's doing is trying to just get the bill passed, which would obviate the need for the plebiscite. And Tim Wilson also says that people who are against gay marriage just shouldn't vote. Like members of parliament who are against gay marriage shouldn't vote because okay. it's clear that the population wants gay marriage. So. Oh, I see. So he's saying the solution is don't go through this whole plebiscite. I, I mean. My guess is that what he's saying is the plebiscite's going to take a long time and be very costly. If you want political cover, you don't want to put your name on a vote that's going to be unpopular in your district or whatever, then just abstain. Yeah, that makes sense. And so then you don't, I mean, it's sort of a Kim Davis thing of, look, if you don't want to sign the certificates, just don't sign them, but don't stop other people from issuing them. Yeah. So, like, don't stop other people from voting on gay marriage. Just don't show up that day. Okay. Yeah, that that makes sense. That makes I mean, sense. That, that, I could be totally wrong, but that's my guess is what he's saying. It just, works for know, me if I, I was an MP. Just call in sick and uh, <laughs> don't vote on the day that that comes up. Anyway, so that's the that's the deal in Australia. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Romania, which is not British at all, mm-hmm. says uh, that homosexuality, no good. Uh, there's a group that filed a lawsuit to change marriage. So right now the law in Romania is you can't get gay married. Okay. But marriages, the law does not say marriage is between a man and a woman, it just says it's between partners. How does so, that happen? Uh, it's just the way that it worked out. Oh, okay. um, the, the, gay marriage was not on the radar when this law was written. Okay. But homosexuality is banned. Uh-huh. Uh, gay marriage is banned. And so there's this group that uh, is uh, concerned, this anti-gay group is concerned that someone might file a lawsuit and say, hey, it says partners, so uh, you should allow gay marriage. So they filed a lawsuit to change that from partners to man and woman. Okay. And so uh, court just ruled, uh, yeah, yeah, that sounds good. That can that lawsuit can proceed. Okay. So things are getting worse in Romania. Uh, it's nice to look around the world and see like, oh, Isle of Man just approved something, and Australia is getting there, and Mexico is figuring out their ghosts, uh, and Romania is just actively getting worse. Is Romania part of the EU? That's a good question. And what is the EU's position on marriage equality, or if not marriage equality, just, you know, equality in general for LGBT people. Is Romania a part of the EU? Let me have a look. Okay, I found this. Yes. Yes, it is. Okay. Does the EU exert any kind of influence on its member states when it comes to to human rights? 
I suspect, yes, 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 there's the EU Court of Human Rights. Well, okay. But, I mean, do they say that if you want to remain a member, you have to meet any kind of criteria? Yes, but the threshold is fairly low. Okay. Uh, So one of the things that they're dealing with right now is how Russia uh, beats and imprisons people for having gay pride parades. Sure. So I feel like marriage is kind of down the road on their their to-do list. Oh, I understand. I was just wondering because you said that homosexuality was outlawed. Mm. So what is the punishment for homosexuality in Romania? That's a good question. I don't know. I'm sure it's not of concern to Mike Pence. Uh, Yeah. Let's see. All right. So I'm actually misinformed. Uh, Homosexuality was decriminalized in 2000. Oh. So it is no longer against the law. Congratulations, Dracula. (laughs) Uh, And the age of consent uh, was uh, later, was more recently equalized for gays and straights. Oh. Uh, So that's nice, I guess. Mm -hmm. Uh, What is it? Uh, 15. My goodness. Mm. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, in late 2007, uh, the Greater Romania Party proposed a law that would ban the propagation of ideas and manifestations by homosexuals and lesbians. Manifestations. Manifestations. Well, those are all in Mexico right now. Uh, that was uh, to prevent uh, gay pride from taking place. Mm-hmm. Uh, but gay pride uh, has been taking place. Uh, more recently, there have been gay prides in, in Bucharest. Hmm. So, that's not too bad. Sure. Uh, they definitely do not allow marriage equality. Uh, it was a proposed law that would give, in 2013, a law proposed that would give uh, same-sex marriage the same rights as heterosexual ones. Uh, people were freaked out about that, and it was widely rejected. Mm-hmm. Now, there is an organization in Romania called the Coalition for Family, and you can probably guess uh, exactly what kind of families they have in mind. They're promoting and collecting signatures for an initiative to revise the Constitution to prevent gay marriage. Okay. And uh, they're doing that with the support of the Romanian Orthodox Church. Sure. And uh, I imagine with the support of a lot of American pastors who like to stick their fingers in in foreign pies when Mm. it comes to this sort of thing. Yeah, wiggle them around, get them all sloppy and sticky. Sure. Yeah. Uh, So that's what's up in Romania. So we've covered a bunch of international locations this week. We've got the Arctic, we've got Australia, we've got Panty Bliss, we've got the Isle of Man. Uh, But there's some stuff happening uh, close to home as well. Oh. Yes, indeed. Uh, Virginia is thinking about legalizing gay marriage. Oh, good for them. Yeah. So it's still against the law in Virginia. Okay. um, Even though uh, it's been legal across the country for the last year, Virginia Mm -hmm. still has laws in the Constitution and statutory that ban marriage equality. Mm -hmm. So uh, some lawmakers are like, hey, uh, can we uh, maybe uh, repeal these unconstitutional laws? Sure. And of course, they're running into some opposition. People are like, well, I, I think it should remain in place because the people of Virginia have spoken, blah, blah, blah even though they're unconstitutional. Well, also, I assume not being enforced. No, okay. no, not being enforced in Virginia. Uh, so the soonest that the law could be repealed is 2017. Uh, so that's, you know, that could happen soon-ish. All right. Uh, repealing it from the Constitution could take two years, and I believe in Virginia would require a popular vote. Well, all right. I mean, there are plenty of dumb laws that have been on the books for 200 years, and, it, you know, they don't get enforced, so... Yeah, I really, I have mixed feelings about this, because on one hand, it really sucks to have those laws there, but on the other hand, they can't hurt us, and it kind of feels awesome to be like, ha-ha, you can try, do your worst, and we're just standing there like Superman, uh, impervious to their bullets. Ooh, I don't know about that. You know, I mean, th- there is a risk that having them on the books, um, uh, th- perhaps another Supreme Court case, or a, a- court that uh 
leans a different direction might, uh, if not overturn outright, reinterpret marriage. Yeah, and say, oh, it's back to the states. You're right. That's probably why anti-gay legislators are reluctant to repeal these laws right now. Yeah, and so having them on the books means that they, you know, if that should happen, if, if some change happens in the court, then having them on the books, like, well, we don't have to pass any no gay marriage laws because we still got them yeah ta-da so that's what's going on in virginia there's some uh gay legislators there openly gay legislators. can you imagine being an open gay leg- openly gay legislator in virginia that must be uncomfortable there are a lot of virginians who work in dc and isn't dc super gay dc is super gay yes so maybe yeah there you know I'm, I'm kind of generalizing i'm thinking of the um deliverance part of uh i don't know it was, was that set in virginia it was set somewhere appalachian right uh i don't know i'm thinking about the the stereotype parts of the state that are that are kind of like uh backwoods rednecks um but you know that's not to say that virginia isn't a also a very classy place and that rednecks who live in the woods might also be very nice to gay people too sure so it's maybe. wrong of me to stereotype might like a quick hand job in the back of a pickup truck just mm. like anyone else um, but isn't our, our VP on, on the Clinton side of things a, a, a Virginian? That's a good point. Yeah, he's great. Tim Kaine. He's done a lot of good work for uh, for disenfranchised people in general. Uh, he started his, his law career uh, advocating for people uh, who had been victims of housing discrimination. I know nothing about this person. All I know is that Clinton Kaine sounds like the, the villain from a Western starring <laughs> John Wayne and Rosalind Russell. Yeah, I know very little about him myself because he's just so nice. He's just such a plain old nice guy who's accomplished a lot of good things. And there's nothing like fun or silly or embarrassing about his career. Like he doesn't have a birthday cake every day? He doesn't. He's not like cake boy Tom Cotton who uh, has a birthday cake every day with his wife. (laughs) Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm sure. I'm sure they eat the whole thing. Anyway, so, uh, no, he's not like that. He's not like uh, Cory Booker, who's very exciting. You know, remember when he would, he'd, like, the shovel the driveways of his of his constituents? It would, it, he was in Jersey. He was the mayor of, of uh, some city in Jersey. Mm-hmm. And when people would, like, tweet about, like, oh, man, my I'm all snowed in, he was looking at the tweets, and he would show up at their house and shovel their driveways for them. That's neat. Doesn't he have better stuff to do? It is neat, and he probably did. Okay. Uh, but it's 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 nice, and mm-hmm. uh, you know he just says a lot of like uh, exciting, wonderful things. He's sort of like you know like an Elizabeth Warren, who you know he speaks his mind and he stands up for the downtrodden, and he's exciting and flashy. He's okay. not like a boring lawyer like Tim Kaine. Okay. Well, I mean, can you give me a fact about Tim Kaine? Because I, I literally know nothing about him. All right, moving on. Yeah. <laughs> the only fact I can give you is that he started his career uh, doing housing discrimination cases, which uh, is something that is of interest to the LGBT community. Sure. They like a house. The other they like fact, to decorate a house. Uh, the other fact about Tim Kaine uh, that is verifiable is that he is not Tom Vilsack. I don't know who that is either. He was the other guy that she was considering for VP, mm. Secretary of Agriculture. He's very agribusiness friendly. Uh-huh. So there was some concern that if she picked him, uh, it you know, he's very into the GMOs and pesticides and stuff like that. Delicious. Mm. Does so. he make Pop-Tarts? I don't know. If he is, is he the responsible? man responsible for Pop-Tarts, then he gets my vote. He's on the Old side Phil of the, the, the companies that are killing the bees. So uh, mm. it's maybe a good thing that we didn't get him. Yum, yum, bumblebee, bumblebee, tuna. Kansas? 
Yes, that's a place. Kansas, it's my that's, birthplace. It is. It's your origin. Yeah, I come from the sunflowers. Do you? I, what? It's the sunflower state. Oh, but you didn't come out of the cabbage patch? You came out of a sunflower? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Oh, that's gross. You've made me imagine, like, faces on sunflowers. Baby faces. No. Oh, God, it got even creepier. Whoa, whoa, Somebody pluck me already. I'm oh, ready to be born. No. Give me a birth. Give no. me a birth. Absolutely not. I'm a flower baby. Okay. Oh, like screaming from the field? Uh, Kansas, um, still not 100% recognizing gay marriage. Oh. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So this couple, and multiple couples actually, have wanted to... The land of Dorothy? Yep, wanted to be put on... That was a very convincing... That was actually closer to Liza than Dorothy. That was Auntie M. Oh, was it? That was Auntie M? Maybe. (laughs) Okay. No, you know what it was? It was Kristen Wiig doing... Liza, not Dorothy. Oh, why don't you fall in the pigsty? <laughs> okay, now it's becoming Mae West. Remember when Mae West was, that was her insult? Why don't you fall in a pigsty? Get in there, hunk. <laughs> anyway, Kansas, people want to be put on the birth certificates of their own children, and the state mm-hmm. was like, no, no. <laughs> Is that what they No, computer says no. <laughs> yeah. So they sued, and now a judge says, uh, you know, you have to do that, you guys. And uh, the judge is going to be federally monitoring uh, the state for the next three years oh. to make sure that they are complying. Uh, the state says it is disappointing that the judge thinks that that is necessary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is real disappointing. It is disappointing. Yeah. What a bummer. Mm-hmm. So now they're going to get on the birth certificate. So great. Yeah. It is disappointing that that's necessary. Yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> Uh, so that's the news from Kansas. One last little uh, blob of news. Uh, Isn't that like the corn fucker state? What is it? The corn shucker? The shuck master? The huckster? It's the sunflower state. The shuck and huck? Oh, but we're, what, what's their college sport man? The Jayhawks? Is that their sport man? Yeah. What is its nickname? The Jays, it's I guess. The, it's not the husker do hamster wheel? Are you thinking of maybe Iowa? There's a lot of corn in Iowa. The, the, the shuck my way, baby? Shuck my way. Yeah. That's great. That's my slogan. Uh, it's, that's my pickup line in bars. It's very effective. Hey, mm-hmm. baby, you want to shuck my way? Sure. You want to shuck it on over here? And then you pull a big hairy corn out of your pants? Come on start... over to the shuck and fuck. Now you've made it gross. No, you got to be explicit. You got to be. You got to be clear when you what, what, what you want. Shuck, none, of this, none of this beating around the bush. The, the shucking around the bush. Mm, oh, good old bush shuck. What? What are we talking about? Oh, Nickelodeon. Oh, <laughs> Nickelodeon had its first gay couple. Slimed. Oh, tell me more. Yeah, uh, it's these two guys. They're on the show, The Loud House. Okay. And very briefly, they just show up. They've got a kid. The kid's a major character on the show, or he's a you know supporting character on the show. And uh, we've seen the kid before, but this is the first time we've seen his two dads. Uh, they're an interracial couple, mm-hmm. and they're very protective. And uh, yeah, they're, they're, you know, they're there for maybe like sixty seconds. Okay. So hooray! Mm-hmm. I was trying to think, like, have there been characters in the past that you could make the argument that like there was something gay about them on Nickelodeon? I, I don't know. I can't think of. It's not like uh, I don't know the 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 mean chef from um you can't do that on television seems like he might have been in a same sex relationship well, how i wished alistair was gay oh i know everyone thinks of alistair mm. what's he up to today ah uh, he's probably dead oh dear well, i don't know no i'm sure i'm sure he has a wonderful life um, he's still in that locker steve from blues clues yeah yeah definitely not gay yeah but still uh it, he had his moment in the sun blue blue was gay blue yeah. was gay 
Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, there's the elephant from the Elephant Show. Uh, there's Bicken Back from Spartacus and the Sun Beneath the Sea. Oh yeah. Okay. Not to way mention back. the yeah. pirates on Spartacus and the Sun Beneath the Sea. There were definitely some some tutti fruities in that band. Okay. Okay. So it's not the first. Not the first gay couple. In fact, the pirate song from Spartacus and the Sun Beneath the Sea is an awful lot like many of Sin with Sebastian's greatest hits. Oh, really? Look it up. Look it up okay. Right now. Look it up. Uh, pirate song, Spartacus' Sun Beneath the Sea. It's me, mighty man, so watch out for that. Second in command, I'm a bad sea rat. Don't make funny jokes, I am nasty max. Leader on this coast, don't make no noise cracks. I'm the one to watch, I'm sleaze and fill. I'm the one who knows, cause I'm here for real. Looking up for treasure is my true aim. That is quite like Well, that is a really great translation job. Whoever was localizing that really, really managed to to capture the spirit of whatever was written in the original language. They did. Uh, little touches in that I love. Like, I love the giant cigarette that comes down. Yeah, that's weird. Mm-hmm. It's very Terry Gilliam for just a second. Mm-hmm. Do you think there are people working on this who are like, oh boy, there's some real shit. Let's throw in something weird. Uh, do you remember the show? No. It is strangely compelling. Really? It has a, a an interesting arc. Huh. Okay. It has a beginning, a middle, and end. It is a serialized story. Before hmm. that was really en vogue. Uh, On a kid's cartoon. Yeah, kind of like uh, The Seven Cities of Gold. I think it was maybe the same animation company. And this was, it was Spanish? I don't know what it was originally. Yeah, interesting. Um, so better better than Stranger Things? Uh, we don't have to guys, go down this rabbit hole right Stranger now. Things. We're almost done with the show, and I'm sure we'll complain about it on next week's episode. I was done with it by the second episode. Oh, man, and everyone loves it. I... It's so Emperor's New Clothes to me that I'm like, do we really like this show? Because this is so bad. It's not so bad. It's just... It's it's, it's so disappointing. It's mediocre horror sci-fi. I think it's un- it's less than mediocre. You think? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll finish hate watching it, but... Um, yeah. Like, there's... It's, it's that it's just not living up. It's got so much promise, and it acts like something profound is happening like that that episode i think it's episode two that ends with episode like three had the had a cringe inducing ending yeah with them hugging and the lights behind them and oh god what was the song it's, the, it's a cover of heroes yeah david bowie song yeah which is incongruous yeah, yeah, yeah. with what's happening but whatever been and not in a good or interesting way like in this entire show i don't think there has been a single like character there's not like a single person who makes decisions, and has any emotion. Everyone just has one single note, and they're doing... Like, that's why... Like, there's one episode. There's one episode's worth of stuff in Stranger Things. And everyone just does one thing for the entire eight episodes arc. There's a 90-minute movie in there somewhere, and there are maybe... So, like, we're going on to episode seven now. There have maybe been three decisions. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and one of them didn't make any sense. Like, this sure. character decides to do something incredibly... Completely out of character. Yeah, yeah. that's insane. I mean, it, it reminds me of, of Glee when uh, Mindy Kaling was like, that show has irresponsible writing. Yes. That's how I feel about Stranger Things. If this was not set in the 80s, we were talking about this last night. If it wasn't set in the 80s, people would be like, boring. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the test, right? If you stripped all the nostalgia stuff out 
out of it, is it still compelling? I would say no. No. I would say it would come off as bad Mm X-Files clone. Yeah. I mean, if you stripped all the nostalgia stuff out with the nostalgia stuff in, then it's bad Goonies, bad E.T., bad Poltergeist, bad uh, Sixteen Candles, bad Mm -hmm. Risky Business, bad... You know, it just goes on and on, the stuff it's referencing. Yeah, it, basically it's a thing that's like, hey, um, whenever I'm watching, I'm like, boy, there, there are a lot better things from the actual 80s that I could be watching. Well, that's the thing. Like, I, I saw that somebody, um, and of course they would, uh, online compiled all the references in it. Great. Uh, oh, of course, uh, Close Encounters. Um, so... I think someone should go down that list and just watch those things. Yeah. Instead of watching this boring, uh, it's like a a game of telephone where these things have sort of floated to us from across 30 years and they've kind of degraded uh, over time by, by the time they appear in, in, uh, stranger things. Well, it's a show that nails the tropes, but it doesn't nail why they became tropes. Like it doesn't nail the emotion behind the things. Mm -hmm. So it's sort of, I mean, it's, it's, a shortcut to triggering the pleasure that's associated with those things. But but then you're like, why did I like that? Yeah. You know, there's not, not, I mean, we're not going to do spoilers, but there's a scary thing that is so generic mm-hmm. and so meaningless. Like it doesn't reference anything, any anxiety. It doesn't reference any fear. It doesn't, you know, it's so uncreative. It's like the scary thing you've seen in a million things before, and it's not doing anything new. Well, yeah, I mean, to me, I guess another thing is that it doesn't feel like it has anything to say. Yeah. Like, sci-fi and horror, I, I feel, are at their best when they are using, and also period pieces. So sci-fi, horror, and period pieces, what they all do is they give you some distance between real life and the content that you're watching yeah. so that the content can then comment in a way that would be too raw or too close on things that are happening or things that people have experienced. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I guess there's some anxiety about maybe child abduction or something that maybe maybe it's accessing or Uh, or like hidden threats behind seemingly innocuous. I don't know. uh, And they're not really hitting any of that. Yeah. Yeah. Childhood abuse. I don't know what, I don't know what it's trying to say. I don't, I don't know that it has anything to say other than weren't the eighties cool. Yeah. And Which, I'm not even sure why it's set in the eighties. Well, I think other than that, so that no one can so use cell phones. Can reference all those things. I mean, it's, I, I think it's, first job is to jerk off your 80s nostalgia, which I don't have because I don't remember the 80s very fondly. Mm-hmm. And so job two is to tell a story. Yeah, it's it's, it's totally succeeding in job one. Right. And, and, you know, based on the response it's getting, it, a lot of people like that. A lot of people liked Fuller House. And yeah. And they're doing another yeah. season of Honestly, it. Honestly, between Fuller House and this, it like makes me want to cancel my Netflix Netflix subscription. Oh, well, that's it, a bit hard. Like, because like I'm so annoyed by them. Blah! <laughs> anyway i wouldn't go that far but i don't get it yeah you know i mean it's we'll finish it but it's sort of like oh uh, i'm not looking forward to sitting through the last couple episodes yeah and i certainly don't think there's gonna be any surprises like we see everything's been like, completely predictable yeah, I like know. 20 minutes or more <laughs> before it happens or episodes and episodes before yeah, it happens yeah it feels like Dragon Ball Z to me, where characters just repeat the same scenes over and over and over again yep. until uh, the thing that you knew was going to happen happens. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, well. Anyway. Mm. <laughs> that's uh, that's enough for us complaining about Stranger Things. Uh, what's the strangest thing in marriage? Do we have more marriage? Uh, well, the strangest thing is that we got a favorable review on iTunes. What? That is a strange yeah. thing. Uh, from somebody named Organizer Guy. Okay. Who writes... 
boudoir baby fair yeah uh i came onto this from sewers of paris which is my other podcast and i love hearing the back and forth between matt and james i would just like to put it out there that an entire episode of what's her name and james's <laughs> character voices would be amazing well so uh what's her name it's tricky because we can't summon that mm. at will yeah um i after a decade and a half have sort of developed a bit of a of a sonar i can i can ping his head and tell when it's when it's coming, but we can't force it. So yeah. maybe maybe that's a thing we could do at some point. A whole episode where you just you I don't know you give me like um, roles or movies, and you're like, who's the star of that, or who's who's that celebrity that you know for uh, she always likes to wear clam diggers. Or I guess we could flip it because who are you thinking of right now? Oh, I'm just making someone up. Oh, okay, because I thought you had someone in mind, and I was going to try to guess. I mean, don't tell me that Glenn Close has never worn clam diggers. Uh, I I bet she wears nothing else. I, ooh, oh, I'd just like to lounge around the house comfortably and dig for clams, cockles, cockles and welk. Dig around in her cockles. That's for my Glenn clam. Close impression, apparently. Mm-hmm. Cockles and welk, cockles and welk. <laughs> That's what she sounds like, right? Uh, sure. I cannot name a single movie that Glenn Close has been in. Something sonar related? Radar? No, no, no. T- name a Glenn Close movie. Name a Glenn Close movie. Come here, go away. No. Oh wait, that was uh, that was in, from from Eurovision, wasn't it? I, that was a Eurovision song. Come may, here, go away. Uh, oh, I don't know. Uh, Bake a cake is a Eurovision song. Da, 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 da. Anyway, blah, 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 um, a Glenn Close movie. Um, chasing the dog. No. Nope. Get my cranberries out of the town. I honestly. Oh wait, wasn't she in? The masterful man of Mars. No, she was in something about. Here's the problem: mm-hmm. is her name Glenn Close uh-huh. makes me think of. Was she the queen? No. Who's the queen? Who was the queen? Oh no! Oh no! Yeah, the sonar has struck. Oh, Who's the queen? Marjorie Camberback. No. Uh, what's her name? She. It wasn't. Um. It wasn't Gwyneth Quilby. It was uh, give me your phone. Mir- I just want to Mir- sure. Mir- Mir- Lee. Oh, wait, Mir- keep going. Mir- Miriam, Miriam Mirage, Miriam Mirage, you, the wait, mysterious Miriam Mirage. Are you suggesting that Miriam Margolis played Queen yes. Elizabeth? Yes, because I, I would am. love to see that movie. Yes, I am. Professor Sprout. Yeah. Now, Miriam Margolis, I can identify her film career. Oh, I know you can. Uh, but uh, oh no, what's her name? Miranda Haversack. <laughs> You've said that one before, Miranda. Marjorie Belfast Gary Indiana <laughs> Gary Indiana Gary Indiana as Queen Elizabeth uh, yeah um, Gary Indiana like you've never seen her before Sandra Fanny <laughs> now ham sandwich ha- ha- handyman craft uh-huh. Halle Barstool <laughs> Barstool? Yeah, because I was going towards Halle Berry, and I yeah. know that's not her. I'd like to see her do Queen Elizabeth. Do no, there's no ooh, there's no ooh. Mm-hmm. I, I know there's no ooh. There's no ooh. How's that natural? How's <laughs> that natural? I don't know. Is that a rhetorical question? Her name is a rhetorical question. Harriet, sure. the, the spy. spy. Yep. Handy Sandy. Handy Sandy. Mm-hmm. You can always count on her. <laughs> in a, in a, when you need something sanded. Yep. What's... Wh- who are... Wharp. Wharp. <laughs> W-H-A-R-P. Yep, Wharp. <laughs> As the queen. Mm-hmm. Queen Wharp. She's got all those little corgis. 
The, the corgis. My God, the corgis. The she real looks, queen, not the actress, though. Well, she probably has... She's she touched, might have a corgi. She might have a corgi. She's touched a corgi. Sure. I've touched a horse. You did. I, uh, recently, not recently, I guess a couple years ago, I realized I'd never touched a horse before, but then I did. We went to an apple... <laughs> what a story! <laughs> we went to an apple-picking farm. Not me, I didn't go. You didn't go. And there was a horse there, and I asked if I could pet him, and they let me pet the horse. Did you tell them that you'd never touched one before? Because you were taking a big risk. You didn't know the proper protocol. I, that's true. Can I pet the horse? Yes. Yes, you can. That's what they said. Harry! No. I keep, Harry. I keep thinking your name's Harry, but that is not a woman's name. It's very few women are named Harriet. El- Ellen. Helen. 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 What's the matter with Helen? Uh-huh. What's the matter with her? Uh, she's on fire. Oh, dear. <laughs> yeah, put her out. No, Helen... Her career's been on fire. Helen Mangrove? Marin, Marin, Heron, Marin, Heron, Marin, Heron, Marin, Heron, Marin, Yes, Heron, Helen, Marin. Yes, is the queen. Is not Glenn Close. She's not Glenn Close. She was in the pointy-nosed witch of Alibaba. No, what? What, what the hell movie is that? <laughs> I want to see that. Alibaba and the pointy-nosed witch. Uh-huh. That's the movie. Because Helen Marin does kind of have a pointy nose, right? Are you talking just, about Helen Marin or Glenn Close? I, no, I'm talking about uh, the woman from. Uh, Oh, shit. I can't remember her name or the movie. <laughs> okay. Shout into the sleeves. Yep. The Devil Wears Prada. Thank you. Shout into the sleeves. And who is she? She is Goliath Foop. We've done this one. <laughs> We've done this one before I on know. this podcast. I know. It's not Goliath Poop. Uh, no, Foop. Foop. I know. Some actresses, for some reason, specific actresses I cannot remember, like uh-huh. Bernadette Peters. I can only remember Bernadette Peters uh-huh. if I first think Ooh. of the drag queen from Priscilla Queen of the Desert, who's named Bernadette. Mm-hmm. She's not a drag queen. She's trans. Okay. Anyway, her name is Marpla Plack. Fall on my tits. <laughs> Meryl Streep. That is correct. How did fall on my tits get you the Meryl Streep? Uh, I don't know, because I was thinking of her falling on the street, and that made me think of Streep. Got it. She fell on her tits on the street. Sure. Ouch. She's Meryl Streep. Uh-huh. Meryl Streep. Anyway, but she's not Glenn Close. Who is in? Who is in Closer Farther. She was in Hang a Left at the Bridge. Was she in the Bridges of Madison County? I don't... I think that was uh, Thelma Foo. She was in Albert Nobbs. Was she? Yes, she was Albert Nobbs. Tell me about Albert Nobbs. It's a woman disguised yeah. as a man uh-huh. named Albert Nobbs, who's a butler or something, and she played him. Really? Yes. I don't think this is true. I... Well, I can't guarantee it because I've never seen the movie, but I'm pretty sure that Glenn Close is Albert Nobbs. <laughs> Can you... Wait... Is this a thing to verify? No, I will do it, because you're going to discover secrets of the ooze. But what else has she been in? Glenn Close. Glenn Albert Close. Nobbs? Was she in How to Make an American Quilt? Now, that is, I think, a strategic guess, because every woman, I think, was <laughs> in that movie. Let's see. Are you running me up the flagpole? What is this Albert Nobbs? Oh, it's a real thing. Okay. I thought you were making a randy joke about a penis. Yeah, she was in Albert Nobbs. You named a Glenn Close movie. You named Albert Nobbs. <laughs> How do you know that? I don't know. I've never seen it. <laughs> what? I don't know how I know anything. I've never heard of how to make an uh, uh, how to make an Albert Nobbs. How to make an Albert Nobbs? Oh well, you, you just uh, know how to gotta know how to touch him. Uh, that's how you make an Albert Nobbs. Uh, I don't know. Uh, Glenn Close uh, movie uh, on the waterfront. No, she's she is 
perhaps the only actress not in How to Make an American Quilt. That's not true. Is there a movie that she was in that I would have known that uh, that that I've seen? Well, her most famous movie, I would I would think. I mean, I may be wrong about this. Yeah, is Knobs. Fatal Attraction. I don't know what that is. Uh, we saw Guardians of the Galaxy together, where she played. The, oh, uh, she had such good hair. Yes, she played the hair. Yeah. What a surprise that I didn't see people cosplaying as her in the Halloween after that came out. Okay. All the little girls Glenn went like, I want to be Glenn Close. Was she ever a bad guy? I feel like she's been a bad guy in something. She wasn't great in Fatal Attraction, I don't oh, think. Okay. Or maybe maybe she Is was. Fatal Attraction the one with the legs? What? She makes Newman upset. Is that Glenn Close who unfolds her legs and Newman's sweating at her? Who is that? That's Jenny Men-like. Jenny Men-like. That, that sums her up. No, it's Sharon Stone. It is. Oh, how'd you get that? Because, I don't know. I think I was thinking of Nine and a Half Weeks. I remembered her from that. Oh, okay. So, she is she is naughty in Fatal Attraction. Uh, she has a casual fling, and she's a sultry book editor. Now, is Fatal Attraction a Paul Verhoeven? Uh, I don't think so. Because Showgirls mm-hmm. followed up the sexiness of a movie that came before it. Basic Instinct. Basic Instinct. Oh, I shouldn't have told you. There's no chance I was going to get that. Okay, so Glenn Close was in Fatal Attraction and Basic Instinct no, as a pair of legs. She was not in the legs movie. Okay. Uh, I don't know. I think she's... Uh, was she ever play a gargoyle or anything like that? Was in she Disney's like the... Gargoyles. She was? Yeah. Oh, okay. She How was Goliath. That? What? Yeah. No. Yeah. She what? was Goliath. No, she wasn't. She was doing her best Keith David inter- impersonation. Ah, uh, right. I don't know what to trust anymore. Trust yeah. nothing. Trust but verify. Uh, I'm not verifying that. Okay. Anyway, listeners, thank you so much for torturing me again this week. I am so pleased that Organizer Guy likes the boudoir baby and and all the names. Uh, If you would like to leave us a review, that would be lovely. You can do that on iTunes. You can also tweet at me, at Matt Baum. You can ask me anything at all, anything your heart desires, uh, at Matt Baum on Twitter. If they're not subscribed to you on YouTube, you should to push you over the 10,000 threshold. Yes, I want to be over 10,000. It's YouTube.com slash Matt Baum, and that's how you find me. And anyway, so you can also listen to my other podcast, The Sewers of Paris. That's I've got uh, revealing stories about entertainment that change the lives of gay men. Last week, I talked to a man who was uh, very interested in uh, the kids in the hall. We talked about Buddy Cole. We talked about his sex career. Uh, the, the interviewers, not Buddy Cole's. And uh, I've got some good ones coming up, too. So stay tuned. I just did an excellent interview with, with uh, uh, quite a few interviews with a, a number of very fascinating people. So that's the score. James, what do you think of that? You win. By the power of S- in me by the internet, I hereby pronounce this podcast over. Ah!